and I, and I guess we were at the at the table, the restaurant table, and we were talking about um, uh, the want language. Uh, Nikki was going with him, uh, was talking to G about the want language. If you want to talk about it a little bit, we can start up, start us off if you want to. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it kind of goes back to the episode we had on uh, <clears throat> manifestation versus faith, mm-hmm. and I had a I, I've come across a lot of sources that talk about. Um, not stating your desires in terms of want or need, you know, and that basically when you make a request and state it as I want, and again, this, this goes back to a, I'm not going to say a, a, a fully separate or different mindset, but it does kind of follow a certain mindset that talks about like us as creators, mm-hmm. right? As we are, the product and the creation of the creator and made in the creator's image that we have the ability to create too. You see it in children, you see it in inventions, you see it in us, you know, finding creative ways to get through problems or make things or to kind of, you know, do things that are unique to us. <clears throat> and in that, in that kind of mindset and that frame of thinking, it talks about how we can take more charge over our lives and over the path that we're setting for ourselves. And in that th- that thought process, it basically is like this. It teaches a lot about not stating things that you want and or not stating things in terms of I want or I need because your words are creative. And if you go about stating the things that you desire in terms of I want, then you're, you know, that statement is going to find you wanting that the, 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 the statement of I want such and such is going to create this reality or this situation of you wanting that but not having that thing. And kind of comparing that back to some of the scriptures we were, you know, we were talking about in, in, in terms of that, um, like when you talk about, we're looking at Romans 4, 17, that God, you know, speaks those things that be not as though they were. And that if we are creators made in the image of the creator, right? If God creates by speaking those things that be not as though they were, making a request in terms of I want or I need is you speaking those things that be not as though they are not. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be able to create and and set your path like the creator does, like that example given to us. If you're using that language mm-hmm. that speaks as if those things that maybe you're you're aiming for are not there, mm-hmm. that, you know, if you're if you're faithful and, and confident that God or the creator is going to do those things for you, you speak those things into existence the same way that God does. So it's just, you know, and, and I, I mentioned it to Ethan because when I first came across that mindset, it frustrated me mm-hmm. because I felt like it was a, a play on words and it was, it felt like a, like a trap almost, you know what I mean? And, and in that I just had to mature and right. grow up a little bit right. and realize that it, it's not so much that it was a trap. It was just a matter of coming to a better understanding of the power of our words. And, um, and, and, and in trying to in, in enforce that, trying to enable it, we have to uh, be mindful of the things we say and how we say it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and if we're confident, you know, and again, kind of going back to, to Hebrews 11 as well, and we were, you know, we were talking about earlier, it's like, you know, we, 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 t- we make the mistake of making faith a belief concept or stating like in terms of a belief. And I don't think that's what, I don't think that's what it is. I think faith, when you go through all the examples that were given in that chapter, it was by faith this person did this, 
by faith this person acted and, and you know it's, it's always an action it's like by faith the results of it the proof of it the manifestation of it is an action that results from a belief it's not just having the belief when it talks about you know the the, the substance of things not seen a substance is material it's, it's physical that's an action that's something tangible it's not just i believe it's i believe so strongly that i'm going to act according to that belief even when the proof the evidence the desired thing is not there yet you know what i mean so i think that it's, it's the same thought process with our words that if you're wanting or seeking for something don't use that language of i want speak of it in terms of i'm thankful that you know god has made it possible for me to get whatever you know what i mean or for me to achieve for me to do and to speak in terms of that that confidence and what god is going to do for you as opposed to just always i want i want or i need I so, love that, yeah. man. I, I, uh, you got the collection plate. Silly. I love that. That's uh, that's a good way to yeah to explain that. I never thought of it like that. That's deep. Um, as you were talking, a couple of things came to my mind. You know, one of the passage that says, um, "With God, all things are possible." Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. If I understand what you're saying, you're talking about the difference between recognizing that you're in a position of lack as opposed to recognizing that even if you don't have the thing that you will, you know that it's possible. That's it. And therefore, because we are creators, we don't look at it from the standpoint of I want because. It's almost like the person is saying, I wish I could. Yes. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we need to recognize that we don't have to rely on I wish I could. Right. But we should know that it's possible. Right. Okay. Um, but not but. Something else did come to my mind. Remember the individual where he said, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Mm -hmm. Okay, that came to my mind as well. Because I do believe that we do, if we recognize that we don't have the mindset that you're talking about, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then that's where the scripture talks about, if any man sees that he have lack of anything, go to God. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, if you want the mindset that you're talking about, we know where to go. Mm -hmm. Okay? But at the same time, knowing our association with God, he's a creator and he created us to be creators. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, I yeah, want. That's the one right there. Mm -hmm. That's it. What we really should be thinking is, I will. Mm -hmm. exactly. Beautiful, man. Exactly. Even if we don't have it at the present moment. That's awesome, right. I will has gives you the mindset of being a creator. So. That's right. That's mm -hmm. awesome. That's, right. Man. Okay. Yep. that's what I was getting ready to say. I think the entire conversation revolves around the concept of authority <clears throat> um i think it's easy for a person who has, who is who has adapted a subservient or even dare i say a fearful mindset to um not be aware even though we might read it in scripture if we're you know if we're people of faith or we might see it in some sort of philosophy or whatever um, the amount of authority that is in within our that is contained within our words and in our yeah. minds, um, <clears throat> but it's easy to it's easy to think that I have to beg for the things that I don't have. 
It's easy to think that because we, we grow up, we ask our parents for what we might want. We don't go up and tell our, our mom, today's going to be spaghetti day and don't you forget it. We don't, I've never said it to my mom. You know what I mean? Exactly. We're used to looking at authority as something that we have to seek authority. We have to seek permission for this. We have to seek, we have to pray and ask for this. We have to do this and that. I think we forget, it's easy to forget rather, that um, we've been given a tremendous, we've been given a tremendous amount of authority um, by the God that created us. Um, I truly believe that when the scripture says we are created in his image, the image is not anything physical, it's authority. We have been created to be creators. And I think that one of y'all said that, that's perfect. Um, mankind is unique in that way. We're still part of the animal kingdom, but we're unique in a way that allows us to innovate, to create, to communicate like nothing else on this planet is able to do. And that's the image. You see what I'm saying? Um, anyway, this is what I believe. I mean, I say it's uh, like it's something that everybody has to, to adapt or, or accept. But um, the the progression that mankind has made from its inception, creation, to now is astounding. I mean, if you think about just the, the the art, the science, the music, the math, the buildings, the every the technology, all of these things are because a person had an idea in their imagination about a cell phone or about a light bulb or about a motor uh, a, a motorcycle or a, or a vehicle or a television or whatever. Um, and then they went and created that thing. They said, mm -hmm. I'm gonna make the Wright brothers, I'm gonna make an airplane. Mm -hmm. And they, and they mm -hmm. went and created and did it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even something as as uh, uh, devastating as mm -hmm. the Tower of Babel, that started in someone's imagination. And then people collectively came together and said, hey, I like that idea. Come on, let's put our, this is the power of mankind. This is the authority that mankind has been given from our creator, from the God that created us. Um, and so speaking in authoritative terms is essential to us capitalizing on that power, that authority. You know what I mean? Right. Instead of, like you said, saying, I, I wish I could or right. um, uh, if I could or may I please or all of these things. Mm -hmm. If we're speaking about the course of our lives, whether that be finance or romance or spirituality or any other aspect that we that, that encompasses our lives, mm -hmm. we can speak to each of those arenas in our life with authority and see what it is that we're looking for. Yeah. But doubt or fear causes you not to be That's exactly what right. you're talking about, yes. but it causes you to be a, what you're talking about, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. wish I would, yes. I want. A beggar. Because you don't have confidence mm -hmm. that it's going to take place. Yes. Mm -hmm. Even yes. if you see a possibility, something could be, but then you don't see or you don't have confidence that maybe you can do it. Mm -hmm. So then you may put it out there hoping that someone else, I mean, it's okay if you use someone else, but still know that it's possible, but mm -hmm. doubt and fear will cause you to draw back. You're absolutely, absolutely right. You are 100% right. Those are two of the most dangerous <clears throat> things that a human being can engage in is doubt and fear mm -hmm. because it allows everything about the image that we've been created in to fall back, to fall by the wayside. Mm -hmm. How can you be a creator if you're afraid of what it is that you might create? Keeps us from reaching our potential. That's exactly right. right. That's right. exactly right. And the grooming um, conditioning has been to yield to some other authority. Though. 
Yeah, like that's for sure. Agree. That's how we've been groomed and conditioned our whole lives is just to constantly yield, wait for permission, wait, wait for somebody else to tell us, mm-hmm. and not really embrace our own authority through faith, yeah. through mm-hmm. action. So, I look at uh, I look at Jesus and the way that he operated in the earth um, when he was uh, uh, performing miracles. And even even simple stuff like when he spoke to the tree and said, you know, told the tree to be cursed. Mm-hmm. And these these things that he did when he was healing it, when he, when he raised a young girl from the dead and he told everybody to get out of the room. Never once did he ask for anybody's permission or say, hey, what you think is yeah, so okay if I do this? It, right. It was never any of that. It was authority. It was authority. Mm-hmm. And it was authority that was that was exercised mm-hmm. in a way that benefited the people around him mm-hmm. and the earth that he was a part of. And I think that 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 is something that we all, number one, can do. And number two, have the responsibility to do. And so the only way we can do it, though, is to remove that fear and that doubt from our from our minds. And that's a that ain't an easy process, but we got to do it. You know what I mean? We can't always think that there's a consequence to our actions. It's got to be like this is this is there's a need. And I. Feel, feel led to fulfill that need. Right. Yeah, you know? right. Interesting. And it has to be with, with confidence too, because yes. just connect to your point to what to what Dr. James was saying too. It's just like if that's not you can't you can't trick the system mm-hmm. and just say like something without like believing it. You know what I mean? They say, okay, well, because I'm saying it the right way, it's more than just going through the mechanics of I have spoken something. Ooh. Yeah. And said it in a way that that sounds confident, or that's affirming what it is that you, that you quote that's, unquote that's, want. That's if the belief is not there, supporting, and that's going again going back to the example you gave in, in Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was speaking with authority, and a lot of times you see him before an event declaring what was about to happen. Mm-hmm. He wasn't questioning that. He wasn't guessing, mm-hmm. and he was fully confident that what he said was about to happen was about to be performed. So I think that's that's the key enabler too. Mm-hmm. You can't just trick the system and say okay. I'm going to have this if your belief is not there. And that's why, again, faith as an action is good to have. Noah built the ark before before it started raining. You know what I mean? You're going to have people that when you start doing these actions, people are going to say that's that's contrary to what you're saying you want. You're doing you're doing an action that we don't think is going to result in what we know what you're saying you're looking for. But that's because they don't they're not in your mind and not in your thought process of I'm making an action that's kind of putting me in, in line with the thing that I'm, I'm, I'm aiming for. Mm-hmm. This action is, is, is there to prove or to manifest the belief that you can't see and that I'm going down this path and that what I, what I see down there is going to be mine. Yeah. My actions are going to sometimes seem contradictory to that because I'm putting action forth to, a, as a way of, of stating my belief. And Ethan was talking a lot too about like that that mustard seed of doubt. The, the same as it takes a mustard seed of faith to accomplish, that mustard seed of doubt can keep you from. You know what I mean? Because if you're not, again, if you're if you're saying these things and this some some small part of you doesn't believe that that's really for you or that it's going to happen, you got you got to keep searching. You know, don't be surprised when you when you don't when you find yourself down the road not having attained. You know what I mean? Because you have to be fully confident that what you're looking for is something that is in your path something that's meant for you, something that you hopefully mean to do good with, right? Man. Okay. Mm-hmm. That being said, you know, it's like I, I'm looking at both sides of everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Luke chapter 14, mm-hmm. Jesus was talking about an individual that started building and didn't count up the costs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so as you were talking, I was thinking about that. And it's not 
you know, dissuading, it's not bringing negative to anything you're talking about, right. but what it's saying is it's more than just having confidence at Absolutely. the same time, right? you know, right. because when he talked about counting up the costs, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. so he's talking about an individual that had the confidence, maybe even cockiness, if you will, I don't know, mm -hmm. to go forward and do, but then they weren't able to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And that tells me that with that confidence, there has to be some level of knowledge Mm. Uh, understanding, knowing how things should work, mm -hmm. as opposed to just pure zeal, if you will. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, because zeal could get you out there on the proverbial, you know, you know, yeah, on the cliff. Or, creek without a paddle. That's the one I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I was thinking. You know, um, so it just shows me how, in addition to having the confidence, mm -hmm. there needs to be a level of understanding as to how you're going to get to where 100%. you know you can get as well. 100%. I think that exercising knowledge and wisdom is critical in terms of any type of prayer or supplication or manifestation, whatever we want to call it. Um, there has to be some sort of knowledge and wisdom that's at play there. And if I don't understand it, then I'm looking to try to understand uh, everything that I can about it. Now, I know, obviously, we understand that God works in ways that we can never explain sometimes. Um, but there are a lot of things that I can explain and that I should be looking to get knowledge and understanding about. And those are the things that I seek. Um, but yes, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, and it, well, I'm doing all this talking now. No, you're good, man. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, you know, working with the local high schools, right? Mm -hmm. And so this one young man, high school, they brought him in from one of the inner city schools, mm -hmm. and he wanted to be an engineer. Mm -hmm. I guess right up your alley, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and this was a couple of years back at the time where the Chevy Volt, V-O-L-T, mm -hmm. had come out, okay? Mm -hmm. And you know how that was, you know, it was electric, but not fully. But anyway, mm -hmm. so they asked me to be part of the orientation, okay? okay? okay. Not that I was going to be doing any talking mm -hmm. or anything. Why me was obvious why they wanted me. But anyway, it was so so the person in charge, he's talking to the young man and telling him about this Chevy Volt. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now we knew that it wasn't just a concept. Mm -hmm. At the time that we were having this discussion, that vehicle had actually been out on the road for mm -hmm. a year or two. Mm -hmm. This young man, in listening to it, he was saying, oh, that's really impressive. I want to be an engineer, and I'm really... And then he asked the question, when is that vehicle coming out? Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, that's <laughs> oh, my God. He didn't realize how he had just embarrassed himself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. The point I'm getting at is this. You can have all the desire, but he wasn't doing the work. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? He could have been reading articles, periodicals, or whatever, mm -hmm. to have some knowledge of what's going on. Mm -hmm. But it was clear that he hadn't done that, mm -hmm. but he had desire. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. And you can't fault him on having the desire. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's just like, you know, I, I think about it all the time, the Seinfeld show, where George from time to time wanted to be an architect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Never really did anything toward it, mm -hmm. but he just thought he looked good in the eyes of others because <laughs> he would say, I want to be an architect. Right, right. And I thought about that with this young man. Mm -hmm. you know, And I felt sorry for him. 
And I think I did get a chance to speak to him afterwards and let him know that he really does need to do the leg work. Mm -hmm. So it's more than just having the desire and a positive attitude. You have to be able to have some level of knowledge and understanding so that you know the path in front of you so that you can achieve. That's right. right. And that goes along with this exposure again, exposing Mm -hmm. yourself to different you know, areas mm-hmm. that, that'll give you that knowledge that mm-hmm. you need. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Accepting exposure without fear. Yeah, man. Man, everything, all roads come back to fear, man. Mm-hmm. That that, that blockage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about just people in our specific community, the mm-hmm. people that we grew up around. <clears throat> it's hard to introduce people to certain things or certain concepts, concepts or ideas or revelations, whatever it may be. Because if it didn't come from a specific source, pastor. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking a lot. If it didn't come from a specific source, mm-hmm. then it's taken as garbage, right? You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Um, and I was. Uh, I don't want to say that on camera. So okay. You but you gonna be talking to somebody though, like, mm-hmm. and you you're trying like say if they. Don't seem informed. You're not trying to school them, mm-hmm. but you're just trying to kick it with them. Mm-hmm. And you just automatically mm-hmm. see their eyes glaze over. Yeah. You, you just know you lost yeah. them. Like, yeah. it happens to me all the time. So I'm like, yeah. All right, yeah. Hey, good, good talking. Mm-hmm. Take care. Mm-hmm. But you can yeah. see yeah. the point where you lose their where attention you lose, because yeah. it's, and you try not to say too much mm-hmm. or talk at some kind of high level, mm-hmm. but it's just, it goes to what you're saying because you, you kind of get a window into their mindset. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're not, they're not going to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know? So you just don't even have to really waste your time. Yeah, there's a lot of people that, uh, that that's true for me. Um, I'm realizing more and more, and Gary and I were talking about this, that no matter what it might be that I want to share, let's put it like that, that I would like to share, uh, the only approach that is ever going to be effective is love. The only approach that is ever going to be effective is showing, number one, showing my humanity in love mm-hmm. and showing the path I guess you could say that I've gone from birth to teenage to early adulthood into mm-hmm. where I am now and the effects mm-hmm. of the changes that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, the scripture says you, I say this all of the time, but the scripture says you'll know the tree by the fruit that it bears. Mm-hmm. And if my fruit at 15 years old was a certain thing, mm-hmm. you could recognize me as a certain type of tree. Mm-hmm. If my fruit at 21 and 25 and 28 was different things and that the tree itself has evolved into this or that. The fruit now is something that I'm looking to pick off and share with as many people as I, as, as I can possibly, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but again, like you said, you know, there are certain people who won't receive that. We talk about the the sower and the seeds and some fell on thorny ground and some fell on good ground and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, my responsibility and all of our responsibility <clears throat> is to find our place in that process, whether mm-hmm. it's planting the seeds or like watering that. it or, you know, nourishing it in some other kind of way. Yeah. Um, I think that's that should be our goal. Scripture says, with loving kindness, have I drawn thee? That's the only draw. Yeah. The only way to draw yeah. is with loving kindness. And I think if we, that's not at the forefront of anything we're trying to share, then we are, we're doing ourselves and the people around us a disservice. So if so you cross paths with somebody that you see, obviously, or not, they don't have the ability to receive that love and kindness yet. Because, you know, some people don't yeah. receive love. Sure, absolutely. Are all bets off? I mean, what do you do? Like, you know. That's a hard one for me because I, I feel like I feel like nobody's unreachable. They right. may be unreachable to me. Right, right. But I don't know that if I don't try. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I it takes me a minute to get to the point where I feel like all bets are off. I have been there and yeah. I've you know I've experienced that, mm. but um I I don't know, man. It's so I feel like there are ways to let me see. Find, maybe so, find the language of that person. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but for instance, if I'm, let's say I'm a um, uh, a door to door Bible salesman. Mm-hmm. If I'm going door to door and I'm trying to, no, I'm sorry, let me let me not put it like that. Let's say I'm a door to door evangelist, okay. right? And I go and I, you know, knock on somebody's door and they open the door and I got this Bible out and they're like, no, I'm sorry, I'm an atheist or I'm sorry, I, I believe in something else or whatever. Instead of trying to put my foot in the door and get these scriptures <laughs> off that I've studied right, right, so right. so uh, carefully, yeah. I could just show love. I could just show the example of all of this that's within me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've been taught that from our childhood, but most, most of us don't take it literally. Yeah. I think it's a literal thing that we have to be an example of the things, the scriptures, the tenets, the standards, everything that we've learned over the course of our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And be the example of that because we're living epistle. I'm a living epistle. That's what that's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can you can read me as a person mm-hmm. versus me having to okay, now the red text is Jesus. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. That's awesome. Right. Um and I think that regardless of what it is that I say, if I say it from that place, yeah. then it's able to be received. So even if I'm not beating you over the head with you know, you need to do this or you need to do that or this is the right way and this is the wrong way, blah, blah, blah. If I'm an example mm-hmm. that shows that I'm the tree with the good fruit, yeah. who doesn't want to eat a, eat from a tree with good fruit? That's a good point. And you it, know what I mean? It goes into his point about you really can't trick the system. Like, yeah, exactly. With, with however you're going to move. Mm-hmm. With, you know, I know your point was something mm-hmm. a little different, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but again, if you're going to if you're gonna approach somebody, you know, with that mindset of what's in your heart, like your heart is love. You can't fake it. Yeah. Right? You know, like I, one of my favorite lyrics has said, realness is an act you cannot rehearse. Mm-hmm. It's just, it has to come from within. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 that's a good example, man. Yeah. You cannot yeah. trick, you can't trick the system on that. So yep. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Desires, man, those words like desire, need, want, and whatnot are the kind of things that I'm trying to daily avoid using. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I think like if God made us in this, his image and effort his likeness, I believe that we can become something great and good. Yeah. You know, if, 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 if he's the father of lights and in him, there's no you know darkness at all and no shadow of turning and he created me in his image. Mm-hmm. And I believe that I'm a child of light. So if I'm operating outside, outside of that, someone's lying mm-hmm. and it's not the creator. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of like, that's, um, this discussion is, I'm just hearing you guys talk and I really don't have to have anything to say. I think you guys hit the nail right on the head because I think the, the whole idea is, is what we were talking about earlier is the power of words, right? Mm-hmm. Like what you're saying right now mm-hmm. is powerful, is authoritative, mm-hmm. right? And what it is, it makes us without an excuse. Yeah. So when those words are applied, yeah. they, you are giving me accountability now mm-hmm. to act upon what's been said. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And I think that that's one of the things that when you go back to the Lord Jesus, when he he said, I always do the things that please the Father. You're like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? He actually said it because yeah. he's telling the truth. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And, and so, he walks in it. And he walked. Yeah. And, and that goes back to his point. It's yeah. the walking. Yeah. It's not only... The thing is, is that did Jesus believe his word, his own words? Mm-hmm. It's like 
He went further than that. Yeah. It's further than belief. Yeah. It was action. Yeah. And he acted upon it. Yet you can, and not only that, you can see the results yeah. of, of, yeah. of that. You know them yeah. by their fruit, right? Yeah. And so I'm loving this conversation because it's really teaching me a lot of things about the lack thereof. I remember a guy told me at my job one time, we were trying to um, get some new business, right? And so I'm in warranty, right? And our scorecard in another, in, in one of our plants was red. So they said, they said, Ethan, we can't quote um, um, in this plant because the scorecard is red. If it's red, they're going to move on and 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 to to someone else, another supplier. Mm -hmm. So um, I told him, this is the reason why the scorecard is red. I gave him every reason why. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I told the customer. That same thing. And he says, I'm recognizing the behavior here. And I'm thinking to myself, like, hold on, now, hold on. Now I'm telling you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is our guy, our commercial guy, right? Or our sales guy. He was, he was, because he wants the business. That got me thinking. He said behavior. And that's like been one of the biggest things that's been on my mind. Is behavior is results. It's a end result of something, right? It's the end result of information that's been given, right? Mm -hmm. with, with information, the response of it is a behavior that's taken or a culture that's, okay. that's, that's developed, right? And so when he told me that, I started thinking about that. You know what I said? I was like, you know what? He's right. Mm -hmm. With that, I was able to develop a action plan mm -hmm. in order to get us out the red mm -hmm. instead of staying there in the red. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up turning that, I would call it a, a lack of behavior or a, 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 a behavior uh, or a, a response that was, was inadequate mm -hmm. into an action to get us out of, out of the red mm -hmm. to the green. You see what I'm saying? So what we're talking about right here is that same thing. How do we get out the red into the green? You see what I'm saying? How do we get out this mindset that I believe we were programmed to have, you know what I'm saying, by powers and darkness that, that we've inherited somehow? into a Christ mindset. You see what I'm saying? That light. Yeah, it's so deep, man, because I, I, no, I think about all the songs we sung coming up. Oh, Like, man. more like Jesus. More like Jesus. That's what I want Sing, to do. Sing, Al. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's like, that's you what I like want that. to <laughs> But we said, that's what I want to do, you know? Yes. And you, you, you practice just that's singing. Right. Come on, Al. I want to be like yeah. Jesus, but then you find yourself not really walking like that. Oh, man. Because you, yeah. you're forever, um, what is that scripture? Forever wanting and never coming, coming to, to the, the knowledge, knowledge of the truth. truth. Ever learning. Ever learning. Ever, ever learning. Never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Mm -hmm. And you're always wanting. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. And the thing is, you never get there to walking like that. So to, to kind of answer your question, we got to just stop wanting. Yeah. Like, you know, just stop wanting. And, and just say, I will. Mm -hmm. And see, the thing is, we've been kind of taught to be fearful to talk like that. Like, yes, I'm absolutely. not trying to say mm -hmm. I'm trying to be that's God. Yeah. I'm just, I want to be like God. I want to be Christ-like. I want to be whatever that is. Mm -hmm. I want to, I will be that. Mm -hmm. I will be that. Right. But but we we get kind of scared to to speak certain words, you know. Yeah. I will be like God. I will be like, you know, and, and you know, when you are scared to word things a certain way, you kind of take a, a recessive role and you got to keep mm -hmm. all the because because people will accuse you of 
blaspheming. Yeah. Or, you know, so you, you know, yeah, I hope sure. I hope I'm saying that right. You are. You're yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. You can get I'm kind of nervous saying it. No, I'm <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. You edit this? No, you good, man. No, you good. <laughs> looking at my corner of your eye while you're talking. Yeah, I'm like, I hope I'm saying this right. But you know, it goes back to what you said. <laughs> where he gonna text you after this? <laughs> you just wipe, wipe all the right, 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 right. Wipe it all. I'm sorry. That's okay. It goes back to what you said um, about being a living epistle. Mm-hmm. Okay, known and read of men. Yes. Okay, and then along with that, we are to be ambassadors, right? Mm-hmm. Or yes. vessels unto honor. Yes. All of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Both. Mm-hmm. So then, if you know that that's the expectation. Mm-hmm. And not only the expectation that you have the ability to perform at that level, mm-hmm. not because it's of you, but God wants you to. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why Jesus, you know, the scripture, I think Paul, when he wrote him, he said that Jesus thought it not robbery to be equal mm-hmm. with the Father. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because he understood that that's what. That's what the father really expected all along. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but for us we, too. yes, that's right. Spot Thank you. They would you at the church like, uh, thank you, like Jazzy Jeff from the press. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's absolutely true. Yes, it is. Because yeah. we, I was, I was just saying this yesterday. Interesting. There's a plan A and a plan B. Mm-hmm. Plan A is what we're talking about now, as far as having the same mind, having the same ability, Mm -hmm. okay? But you have to accept that and then walk in it, Mm -hmm. okay? But then there's a plan B that says we really can't Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. So plan B to me is, Mm -hmm. so the best we can do is... And sing songs, and we can go to scriptures mm. that says, Sing songs unto the Lord and rejoice yeah. and hymns and spiritual hymns. And sure. Not saying that you don't, that you cut all that out, mm-hmm. but what I found is many of us don't believe that we can be just like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because what we look at is we look at the miracles first, mm-hmm. and then we say, Well, wow. I've never done that, and no one else. But we look at the wrong thing mm-hmm. because, oh, you got me going now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. we get the plate. Take together. your time. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Because the scripture places Jesus as an example. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what does an example mean? Beautiful. You can get Beautiful, it. man. You can do, it, it's that simple. Beautiful. It's attainable. Okay? It is attainable. It's attainable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what was it that Jesus did? That we can do. Well, if we think first, walking in the water and raising the dead, and if we go there first, most would understand our hands up. Because he did, and we had never done, so therefore he's not our example. He said we can allow, allow ourselves to think that way. But you have to go back and ask yourself, what is it that Jesus did that we can do? Okay? And it's much simpler than we realize. Because mm-hmm. what I found the answer is, and he, he said himself, if anyone will come after me, let him first deny himself. Mm-hmm. Do we understand what denying ourselves means? Yes. Okay? Yeah. 
do we fully understand that? Mm -hmm. Because when we understand what it means to deny ourselves, well, guess what? Jesus actually did that as well. Mm -hmm. Many people think, oh, he was a son of God, so he just had it made. He didn't have to do it. No. He had to understand the human operation in man, the human mindset, and the potential of it when it's not one with the Father. And he had to deny that operation, cut it off altogether. We can do that. So I'm not talking about raising the dead at this particular point or walking on the water at this particular point. I'm talking about recognizing in what in yourself will cause you not to be one with the Father. Mm -hmm. And recognizing that you can cut that off and then be totally committed to being one with the Father and allowing Him to work with your spirit to open up your understanding. So when I got that, Mm -hmm. I said, okay, now I understand what the example part is. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So then, since He did that and I can do that, now to me, like it opened up everything else. Mm -hmm. And so the only reason now, if I don't do it, is because I chose not to do it. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with being in the flesh, Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with no one else did, so therefore I don't think I can do it either. Mm -hmm. It has to do with me. Mm -hmm. I can do this because he created me to be able to do it. But because I have choice, and this is another thing I find out. I call choice a gift from God. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'll actually find it written in the scripture, but I, I truly see it that way. Mm-hmm. Because he will honor your choices. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say honor, it doesn't mean he agrees with your choices. Right. Mm-hmm. But it means if you, going back to being a creator, if you say, I'm going to do this, this is my choice, I'm going to go down that path, mm-hmm. he will allow you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Being yeah. given free will. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's laid out his plan, as we would say, right, right. and he wants us to go down this path, mm-hmm. but he's not going to force you to go down mm-hmm. the path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he will allow you Finders to stumble course. and fall mm-hmm. and get up and fall again until you finally learn because there's a benefit in knowing that you can go that way but you want to go his way mm-hmm. as opposed to you have to do it because mm-hmm. God yeah. said you have yeah. to do it. Yeah. That's a huge difference. Yeah. Many of us, I'm convinced, <clears throat> believe we have to serve God because otherwise we're going to hell. Right. Okay. Yeah. God doesn't want you to go to him because you're afraid of it. Because you have more respect to that worst thing than you have to wow. being with God. Was that you? I was talking we to talking you. About oh, that. am I taking someone else's words? <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. He wants you to go to him because you want to go to him. Exactly. And how do you get to that point? You have to be able to see him. And you don't really see him until you really deny yourself. Mm-hmm. And those thoughts that go with it. And you lay those aside. Now you can see him clearly. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, love that. I was thinking about uh, what you were saying um, earlier. I think we had this conversation earlier about uh, information. And then once again, it goes back to when our text talking about medium, media, the information and communication mm-hmm. that is the stand between between us. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's an intercept that the communication between us and God has been intercepted mm-hmm. by something else. If you understand what I'm saying. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the information that we're receiving 
is not from the Father anymore, but it's from another another source, Satan, you know, darkness, the, the worker of darkness. So I was thinking about being in church, going back to what you were talking about with church. And I was thinking, now I, I, I woke up one morning and I got in my car and there was a song that I used to listen to all the time. You and I, we used to listen to all the time. I won't say the name because he's from Detroit. <laughs> but anyway, but um, when I got into the car, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, I got into the car and, and the voice hit me hard, man. It said, why are you listening to this? And I'm thinking to myself like, like, like man, where is this coming from, right? But but the thought was basically saying that the song is actually perpetuating a behavior. You see what I'm saying? It's not allowing you to get out of the want. You see what I'm saying? So I was thinking about this communication and music that we listen to in different avenues that that we are introduced to and we receive. What are we becoming with that? Are we staying stagnant or are we actually getting to where God truly wants his created creation to be? You see what I'm saying? But in our churches, so to speak, man, I think that I think what we've done is perpetuated behavior and we're happy there and we're content in that in that instead of taking the next step forward to be where God truly wants. And, and I think that's where the fear comes in because you're afraid of the unknown. You see what I'm saying? So now this we're singing Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, that saved a wretch like me. And I always ask that question, how long are you going to be a wretch? Yeah, yeah. How long are you? 30-year wretch? Hey, you got to break that off. You got to break that off, bro. Stop singing that. Yeah. How do you graduate? You see what I'm saying? So you got seasoned people in church right now. And I'm saying this I'm saying this with, with my full heart, right? Mm -hmm. Not trying to offend anybody, but in a sense, I am trying to offend to get you to think mm -hmm. that that if you are in this same mode for over 30 years, then where, mm -hmm. when do you graduate? When do you get to the next level? You see what I'm saying? We have to challenge ourselves and exercise what God has deployed as a principle in the earth and for his creation. Wisdom, understanding, faith, mm -hmm. forgiveness, I mean, all these things are actions to become better. And if we're listening to things that's keeping us a, a, basically a foot on our neck, we'll never achieve where God wants us to be. You know, it's I think we all have certain not certain, but movies that we've seen mm -hmm. and things stand out from those particular mm -hmm. movies. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like the movie, The Matrix, the original one, that's one oh, yeah. to me that's full of it. But one oh, yeah. another one is. Movie came out many years ago called The Abyss. Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. yeah. I love it, man. And of course, if, you know, we know at the end, you know, there's a nuke down there, and they had to go and try to turn it off so it doesn't, you know, blow up and kill the alien ship, right? Mm -hmm. And so the person I forget his name, he had to get into his scuba and go, but then they realized I don't have enough air. I think there was enough air to get there, but he knew he wouldn't be able to get back. Okay, mm -hmm. so then they figure. Well, we're lost, right? We, but then here comes, hey, we have this thing where you breathe the liquid, you go into your lungs, and then they say, it's just like when you were a child mm -hmm. in your mother's womb, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought about that from the standpoint of the things we knew or the things that God was going to teach us before the fall. Mm -hmm. But that, but I digress a little bit, okay? We're going back to the movie, okay? So they realized that given the current situation, meaning scuba with natural air breathing, that's not gonna make it, okay? And I look at that the same way as 
our ways without God, we can continue, but it's just not going to make it. Mm -hmm. There had to be a different way. Mm -hmm. And the different way was the breathing. The original way. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? Which was original, yes. So, yeah, you see why I saw that as well, mm -hmm. right? And so, of course, at first, he's thinking, no, no, no. No, this ain't going to work, right? And then, but he knew he had to do it. Okay, so then he submitted to it, and then the liquid comes in, and at first he fights it, right? Mm -hmm. And he's mm -hmm. shaking, and I said, just let it go, let it go, because he has learned that this isn't the way, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. But they knew that this was the way, mm -hmm. and he had to finally accept it. Mm -hmm. He finally had to yield to it, mm -hmm. and then... Lo and behold, he's breathing. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, now I can do this. Mm -hmm. And it made me think about us where we only know up to a certain point because that's what we're used to. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord's trying to show us there's a different, there's a more perfect way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we say, well, nobody else is doing it that way. You know? <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. Nobody yeah. else is doing 100%. it. You know? That's hard. Mm -hmm. But if you know that the way that you're going now isn't working, which is going to your point, That's where right. we sort of get used to the same thing, mm -hmm. and then we just try mm -hmm. to remake the same thing in different ways, you know? So you take at the cross and jazz it up and sing it a different way, but you're still singing at the cross. <laughs> Nothing wrong up. with that, the cross. Right. I don't, right. You right. Know, right. We take right. old things and then try to make it new right. because we're trying to get to people mm -hmm. to think it's... But there's a different way. And in that movie, what I saw was, and it was like going back to what originally would have worked in the first place. Mm -hmm. And with God, the original plan would have been to just yield to him and follow his way all along. Mm -hmm. But we got detoured, learned our own way, and now we had to unlearn it, just like he had to unlearn, if you will, breathing natural air and go back to the liquid that goes mm -hmm. into his lungs, and he would breathe that way. Mm -hmm. It reminds me a lot of the Matrix. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> one of the One of the classic lines that I say a lot. That's my favorite movie ever, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the lines that I say a lot is, um, we have a rule of our friend of mind once it's past a certain age, mm -hmm. because the mind has trouble letting go. And so what he meant by that was that when he f freed Neo from the, the simulation world, so to speak, for anybody who hasn't seen it. Mm -hmm. When he freed Neo from the, the simulation world, the world that was basically um, an illusion, um, Neo didn't want to accept it. And so he held his breath until he passed out because he thought he was in a dream and he would wake up. And when he woke up, he was still in the real world. And uh, he said, I apologize. We usually don't do this except for like to children or to young, very young people whose minds are still open to the possibility of there being something different from what we've experienced. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said the mind usually has trouble letting go. It's always a struggle when we get somebody that's already been fully indoctrinated with whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, me and Ethan were discussing, uh, actually the three of us were discussing the allegory of the cave. I'm not, are you familiar with that? Uh, Plato, the allegory of the cave? No. So that was that Socrates was killed, right? Socrates was his, his mentor. Yes. Right? Yep. Socrates yep. was killed for things he was saying. Yes. And then Plato wrote in yep. the cave. And Socrates was Plato's mentor. Okay. Socrates was sentenced to death because his views didn't match up with the governing, yeah, the governing body at that time. Okay. So he wrote the allegory of the cave, um, and it was 
an allegory. So basically a, a representation of like images or whatever that mm-hmm. speaks to a greater theme. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to talk down to you like you don't know what an allegory mm-hmm. is. But no. anyway, <laughs> imagine a cave. I'm good. <laughs> imagine a cave where there's a group of people that have been chained in one position since the day of their birth. Okay. Hands are bound, feet are bound, head and neck are bound so that they cannot move. Mm-hmm. Every meal they've ever taken, every conversation they've ever had, every time they've used a bathroom, they've done it in this one spot, in this one position for all of their lives. Okay. In front of them is a wall inside of a cave. It's a big wall. Um, and behind them, there's a great fire. Between where they're sitting and the fire is a path where people walk all day long holding up images of things like trees and people and chairs and lights and flowers and dogs and cats and all of these things. <clears throat> and the people that are in the cave can see the shadows on the wall in front of them. So they see a shadow of what we would look at as a monkey or what we would look at as you know an image of the sun or a flower or whatever. And over the course of time, they come to identify these things for themselves. Oh, that's a such and such and such. And that's a such and such and such as it goes by. And this is all that they know. Their entire lives, their whole culture is built around the fact that they're chained together and that they're watching whatever this is on this, these shadows on the wall in front of them. One day, for whatever reason, one of the prisoners is free. Shackles are released. Head is released. And he's able to crawl and find his way up and out of the cave. And when he gets out of the cave into the sunshine, he sees an actual tree and an actual dog and a real flower and a real squirrel and a real chair and hat and all these other items. Um, And he spends time learning about what the world is really like. And then eventually he remembers like, oh, I can I can bring everybody out here. They don't have to. And so he goes back into the cave and he attempts to tell them and free them about he tries to tell them about what the real world is like. And at the same time, he's attempting to free them from their shackles. These people are so indoctrinated that they attack him to the point where he's almost dead. And they tell him that if he comes and tries it again, that they will kill him. And so he has to live the rest of his life in isolation because he's seen what's real, but he can't go to the people he's loved his entire life, his friends, family, community, whatever, and share with them what he's seen. The things that the light actually brings, not the images of what they. So they're seeing illusions. He's seeing the real thing and he's trying to convey that. But um, it speaks to the power of and that's that's the allegory. Basically, in a nutshell, that's the allegory of the case. Um, But it speaks very heavily to the power of indoctrination, the power of culture and the power of uh, social constructs and the way that we create things in our minds based upon what we see and experience. And it also speaks to how hard it is to let those things go when new information is discovered. New things are new revelations have been brought to us. We'll attack it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what happened in The Matrix. Sounds like what's happening in this movie that you I, I need to watch that. The movie that you spoke of, he yes. choked up and all of this. If a scientist is telling you, mm-hmm. hey, man, we've tested this. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, Wait a minute. I know let me mean. let me rewind and scratch that from the record. Let me not have said <laughs> Oh shoot. Okay. But um but it I, I think uh I, I read it in high school where I, we, we were taught about it in high school, the allegory. And um it as a as a kid, 15, 16 years old, that right over my head. But as I 
found it later in life, it, it it's one of the things that I refer to or think about, I mean, multiple times a day, because I feel like there have been people that have been given uh, certain revelations, certain light, so to speak, um, that they've tried to bring to the people. Jesus is a prime example of that. Oh, yeah. If you think about the people that killed Jesus, they were the leaders of that time. Mm. They were the preachers, the teachers, the ministers, the elders, the suffragans, and the diocesans. Yeah. Those were the people that murdered Jesus. Yeah. And yet, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, for for his message that brought the light to the people, and thankfully there were those that saw it and recognized it, recognized it, and recorded it so that we can read it and learn from it today. But I don't know, man. That's a heavy one for me. Yeah. And so I, it just made me think of it when you were uh, when you were talking about that uh, that uh, that abyss. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I think that it's important for anybody who has found any sort of light, and we've talked about this at length, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. anybody that's found any sort of light or any sort of revelation that is for the good of mankind, for ourselves, for our loved ones, whatever, it's imperative that we show it because light has no need to be hidden under a bushel or put in a, you know, in a dark place or switched off. Light is meant to shine. Mm -hmm. And if we are lights, then that's our job. You know what I mean? Um, nice. I don't know why, why I circle back around to that, but as you can tell, that's something that I think about a lot. Yep. Um, I don't know. And there are anyway, you know, Esau and Jacob in the scripture. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really what we're talking about. Perspective or understanding or your willingness to see beyond a certain level, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. there's a reason why when Paul took it up in the New Testament, he said before they were born and had any opportunity or to do good or evil, mm -hmm. God had said, Jacob, I love Esau, I hate it. Right. Yeah. And so if we are small minded, right, <laughs> if we're small minded and think that he's talking about the actual children and the actual behavior, mm -hmm. but it's an allegory. Mm -hmm. See, I can use that word. I'm just teasing. Because we know that with Jacob, the scripture also says that he had that vision where he saw what we call the Jacob's ladder, yeah. right? And the angels ascending and descending, yep. showing that there's an opportunity for man to expand in his mind and his understanding beyond just his normal surroundings mm -hmm. and the things that are natural or physical only. Mm -hmm. And we really need to see that. And so, you know, Jesus, you know, you go to Matthew 5, and at one point he was talking, like it was part of the Sunday school lesson, if anyone did Sunday school. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Matthew 5, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <Peter. laughs> You know, he was, you know, because of what he was doing, he... um. He said, you have heard it said, right? Mm -hmm. And he was quoting from yes. Moses, right? Yes. But then he says, but I say. Yes. Now, going back to the same ones that you just mentioned, mm -hmm. where the high priests and the you know scribes, so on and so yeah, forth, yeah. Pharisees, they look at him like, who are you? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to take what we've been taught. Who are you? And tell us that it's not quite correct. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> who are you to take what we hold in high regard yep. and tell us that there's something more there yep. that we can't go and read it ourselves and get the same thing? Yeah, yeah. Who are you? You know? Um, the one that got out of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> and we also, you know, we know your father, Joseph, and, yeah, you yep. know, we know that you, we, we weren't born of fornication like you were. Right, you know, right. Like you right, also. Right. And we know your brothers and sisters. Who are you to tell us that there's more to this law mm -hmm. that we, the teachers, know? Mm -hmm. So when I just sat back and thought about it, he says, but I say, mm -hmm. going back to what we were talking about earlier, do you have that confidence mm -hmm. Yes. to know how you look in the eyes and ears of everyone else, knowing how highly they regard Moses, mm -hmm. for him to say, but I say, yep. And expect people to hold it in regard. But he knew, you know, but, but as we know, he was the same one that were in the, the writer in Hebrew says, where he says, lo, I come in the volume of the book. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he knew his purpose, mm -hmm. but he also knew that he was going to receive the resistance that he received. Mm -hmm. But yet he had confidence to go forward anyway. Mm -hmm. The boldness to go forward because you know that limited thinking will only result in limited performance, yeah, that's achieve, right. limited that's achievement. Yeah, yeah. And he and that's why he said, "With man, it's impossible," mm -hmm. because what he's talking about that limited carnal understanding not going beyond that. Yes, he says, yes. "But with God, all things are possible." And yeah. we were created to be creators. Going back to what you were saying in the first place, but. Mm -hmm. If we don't get it, or if we don't believe it, or if we don't desire it, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>